1: the power of your testimony that's our topic today on times of refreshing with pastor napoleon kaufman join us Who you believe Jesus is, what you believe he has done, how you believe you've been affected. To be able to communicate these truths to people around you is the power of your testimony, to be able to testify about the goodness of God. So let me ask you, are you good at it? Is it something that's a part of your everyday life? We're going to take a look at the power of testimony today. We've got three people we'll be focusing on. First can be found here in John chapter 4, verses 7 through 19. She's the woman at the well, and she has a powerful testimony, as we'll see. Here's our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: And Jesus said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. And that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive, perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> Go to verse thirty-nine. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who what testified. This woman, she received the testimony of Christ. He spoke to her. She accepted it as fact, as truth, as something that she had heard and she had seen. And she didn't stop there, but she went back and she opened her mouth and she began to testify to others concerning what Jesus Christ had done. She bore witness to the truth of what she had seen and heard and knew to be factual. She did this. She didn't stop where she was at. And this is what a lot of people do. They ex- they experience something with God, but then they they stop in that place. They don't go to the place of testifying because they don't see the in a lot of cases people don't see the value in it but there's power in your testimony there's power in what you have to say there's power in you communicating what jesus christ has done for you a lot of people are ashamed of their testimony they're ashamed of what they used to do so they don't testify concerning what jesus christ has done and this is what we want to get freed from. We want to learn the value of testifying. Because listen to what happens. The story doesn't stop there. It says here very clearly in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans at that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. Now listen to this. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the world. Oh, I love this. I love this because this woman, she was responsible. She was responsible for taking these people to Christ. And this is what John the Baptist did. He understood that it's just my responsibility to lead you to him. But once, once you get to him, then he's going to confirm to you that he is real, that he's alive, and he's worthy to be trusted. And this is ultimately what our testimony does. Our testimony may not necessarily be all that is needed to see someone comes to, come to Christ. But it is necessary To get the ball rolling. That's why Jesus raised up 12 individuals who would continue to preach what he had preached. They just got the ball rolling and led them to Christ. And then Christ sealed the deal. And this is what we want. One plants, one waters. God gives the increase. But part of the way in which the watering and planting is going to come is by you and I opening our mouths and sharing our faith with people talking to people about jesus christ telling them what he has done for us and then people will begin to believe on him not just because of us but because they have an encounter with him themselves but we have to be willing to do our part there's a lot of individuals who are not being delivered being saved being set free because we're not taking hold of our responsibility and saying god i'm willing to testify concerning you I'll testify concerning you before I'll testify of you before presidents, before kings, before rulers, before my coworkers, before CEOs, businessmen, all these. God gives us opportunity to share testimony. But what do we do when we receive the opportunity? What do we do? Do we understand the power of our testimony? These individuals were were brought to Christ through this woman and had their own encounter with him. But if she would have just taken what she had received and just hid it, kept it to herself, refused to open her mouth, what would have happened? These individuals would never have received the opportunity to to experience all that Christ had to bring. And so it's so important. We can blame things on the devil. We can say it's somebody else's fault. We can say it, we can blame it on our personality. But at some point in time, Jesus Christ becomes so real to you, and the mission becomes so real to you that that all of us we say, you know what? I have to share this with someone. I have to tell people about Jesus Christ. I have to do it. I have to do it in love. I have to do it with passion. But I have to do it. I have to share. Pe- I share with people how wonderful Jesus Christ is what great things he's done in my life how he's changed my life how he's how he's rearranged things and how he's come into into me and changed me as a person we have to learn the value of testifying and this woman she refused to remain silent she opened her mouth she let these individuals know about the goodness of God About his greatness. These individuals came. They heard for themselves. And they received it. They received it. They received the encounter with Christ. And this is what we want. We want to learn to testify. And open our mouths. The next individual is found in St. John chapter 1. The woman at the well. She did her part. She was willing to open her mouth. The next individual. Is really never preached about, I've really never heard much on him at all. But his reward in heaven is, is, is just going to be overwhelming because instead of him receiving the truth concerning Christ and then keeping it to himself, he was willing to share. But not only was he willing to share, he was willing to share with someone specific that ended up changing the world, Who ended up God using, God used this individual to change the world. Listen to this. Verse 35. Again the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak, listen to this. One of the two who heard John speak and followed was Andrew. Just underline Andrew. Was Andrew. Andrew. Simon's Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon. And said to him. We have found the Messiah. Which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. <laughs> this is powerful. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him. He said you are Simon the son of Jonah. You shall be called Jesus cephas which is translated a stone now imagine if andrew would have received the testimony of jesus being the christ and he would have just kept it to himself closed off himself and said you know what i don't think this is necessary i don't want to share this with anybody you know this is good john you know you know uh john we we would hanging out here and then this is good jesus is the christ but i don't want to tell anybody about it you know we'll just keep it to ourselves and maybe they'll figure it out this individual he understood the power of testimony and he went back to his brother Peter and he testified that he had met the Christ and he didn't stop there he brings Peter he brings Peter to Jesus Jesus sees Peter recognizes that this individual is going to be used As a mighty vessel in my hand. And I'm going to give this person the keys of the kingdom of God. And this man is going to be used to preach the first sermon that opens up the gospel to the Jewish nation. And not only the gospel to the Jew, but also to the Gentile. This person is going to be used mightily to see the release of the baptism of the Holy Spirit clearly explained in Acts chapter 2. So that people realize that there's more to God than just going to church. This person is going to be used as an awesome instrument in my hand. But Andrew was the person who brought Peter to Christ. Because he refused to close his mouth. Do you know what Andrew's reward is going to be like in heaven? You never hear sermons on him. You never hear him talked about. He never wrote any epistle. He never wrote any of the gospels. His name is only mentioned a few times in the the book itself. But yet, because he was willing to testify and share his faith, his, 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 his belief with someone, who is it that needs you to open their mouth, open your mouth? Who is it that needs you to come to get out of your comfort zone and testify of God's goodness? Is it your boss? Is it the CEO who you don't know? He, uh, this is his brother Peter. He, I'm sure Andrew, he was just being obedient and, and he just, just wanted to share out of the abundance of his heart what God had done and, and what he had seen. He had no idea who Peter would become. Because of his willingness to take what he had received as truth, as fact, and say, I'm going to share this with you. He had no idea that Peter was going to go forth and change the world. Under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, but he, but he was willing to testify. We don't hear about him, and there's many of you in this room. You don't know who's going to get saved through your ministry, who's going to get saved just by hearing you talk about what God has done. in you, you don't have to have a five point sermon. You don't have to preach, you know, preach to your black and blue and 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 you and, your, and, and your lose your mind. You don't have all you have to do share with God, share with people what God has done for you he said, this is the Christ. I've met him. I want you to meet him. Peter goes forth and his life is changed forever. Think about it. Think about all the times when the Holy Spirit nudged you and said, just talk to them about me. And we said, well, I don't know. This isn't the time. And I got to pick up my dry cleaning, and and I'm just feeling, you know, I don't know, God. They may not receive it, and, you know, I, I, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I stutter a little bit, Lord. I, I, I don't know if I can share, and we have all these excuses, and God is saying, just share. You don't know who the next Billy Graham will be. You don't know who the next, this could be the next Peter. It could be the next Paul. It could be the next David. It could be the next John Mark. It could be, we don't know, but all God is looking for is for us to understand the power of testimony and be willing to open our mouths and share with people. And if they don't receive you, then hey, listen, you didn't receive it. I I gave you an opportunity. But you're going to know, you're going to know that someone shared their belief. Someone shared the testimony of Jesus Christ with you. This is what we want. And the last person, and this is a story I really love, John chapter 12. And it's so important to the body of Christ. Mary and Martha have a brother by the name of Lazarus, he dies. Jesus Christ, in his power, goes to the tomb and he raises him from the dead. No, no worship team, no band, just a spoken word. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus gets out of the grave, and he becomes—he becomes a witness of Christ's power, a witness of Christ, Christ's mercy. He becomes a, a vessel, and, and, and it's so important for everyone here because these scriptures. Are, are really going to set you back, I believe so important important that everyone here realizes you become a target for the devil just because Christ Jesus has come into your life and he has done what he has done for you. Now, the reason why I say this is because the devil, he doesn't want you to share about what God has done because he knows it will inspire faith in other people to receive their deliverance and their freedom. And this is why he wants to cut you off. But listen to what he says here in verse 9 of chapter 12. Now a great many of the Jews knew that, that, uh, that Jesus was there. And they came, listen to this, not for Jesus' Jesus's sake only, but that they might see also Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also because on account of him many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus they said we don't want to come just to see Jesus we want to come also to see Jesus's handiwork We want to come to see what Jesus has done. We want to see the physical manifestation of the power of God revealed through man. I want to see what God has done. And for a a lot of people, they don't realize that. And like I've been saying that you sharing what God has done in your life. Because becomes infallible proof that God is real. When God delivers you, when he gets in your heart, he changes you, people bear witness. And sometimes they want to come not just to see Jesus, but they want to look at you who got delivered from drugs, who got out of the crack house, who got freed, whose marriage has been restored, and all who got healed, all these other things. They want to look and see, are you really real? And sometimes this is what happens with people, but, but instead of us, Allowing this to take place. Instead of us being vocal about it. Allowing God to show us off, if you will. We have a tendency to draw back and say, God, you know, I I, I just have my personal. I don't just have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. My relationship with Jesus Christ is public. I want everybody to know that I'm in love with God. I want the world to know that Jesus Christ is risen. I want the world to know that Jesus Christ is faithful, that he's true, and that, 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 that he is worthy to be trusted. I want everyone. I don't just have a personal relationship with Jesus. I want a public relationship with Jesus Christ. I want the world to know that God is awesome, that he is all that, that he'll save to the uttermost. And that doesn't matter what's going on in your life, God can do it. And I can tell you that God can do it because God did it for me. Amen? We have to learn to speak like this and to think like this and to, and to believe like this because people are looking for people to stand up and say, if Christ Jesus is really real, then let me see him in your life. We talk about Jesus Christ. But this individual, his experience with Christ spoke also to the degree that the jews said we've got to take him out because if we don't take him out people are going to continue to believe on jesus christ because what because of what jesus christ has done in his life persecution came because of the power and the evidence of christ jesus in this person's life they said they want to kill him let's take him out and this is what happens if the devil there's many times when the devil will just tell me Just be quiet. Stop talking. Stop opening your mouth. Sometimes you have dreams where the devil is trying to put his mouth over your hand and say, don't don't say it because he understands the power of testimony, the power of your word, your witness. It just drives back the powers of darkness. When you say, hey, listen, I don't care what you say. All I know is that I was blind and now I see. I don't know how he did it. I don't know where he came from. All I know is that he did it. And when this man began to testify about what Jesus Christ did, it silenced the adversaries. And this is what we want as believers. I want to you up this morning because some of us were on our job and God is telling us to open our mouth and share our faith. But we won't do it. Some, some of us, God, we've shared with our family members and we feel like, well, I don't want to share anymore. Keep opening your mouth and talking about the goodness of God. Don't let the devil silence you because your testimony pushes back the powers of darkness and it causes people, it gives people the opportunity to stand up and say, I may not be ready now, but if God can change this person, I know he can change me because I watched this person and I knew what they were involved in. And I knew what was going on in their life. But they allowed Jesus Christ to come in. And now look at them. This person, his testimony spoke. And people didn't just want to see Jesus. They wanted to see this man who had been affected by Jesus. And as a believer, do do we understand the power and value of testifying? We have this new deal where... We have a tendency to try to backdoor people into the kingdom. Instead of just telling people openly. We have a tendency to try to water it down just so it becomes acceptable so that they'll receive Christ. Instead of letting people know the facts. Bearing witness to what you have seen. Have you seen him? Do you know in your in your in, in your heart, has he become real to you? Have you purpose in your heart to say, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. Jesus is alive. I don't care how many ar- archaeological studies you want to do. You can try to do uh, mathematical equations and you can, you can bring forth other books. You can bring, I don't care, go ahead and bring a tomb. You can talk about your tombs. His body is not there. Have, have, you, have, you, have, have, have we made it up in our mind that I don't care what anybody says? I know what I've seen. I know that Jesus Christ is real to me. The eyes of faith have been opened. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt, Jesus Christ is alive. You can never, there's nothing that you could ever do to convince me otherwise. I don't need to watch. I don't need to read the Da Vinci Code. I don't need to know about Mary Magdalene. I don't care. I don't. All I know is that Jesus Christ is alive. I'm not going to argue with it about. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to get into a big debate with you over. It's over. It's done. I'm fully persuaded. Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the grave, and He is my God, and He lives inside of me. We have to learn to testify, and not only that, to testify concerning the things that you have heard. When you do this, when you you talk about what you've seen, what you've heard, and what you know, it pushes back darkness. Saints, don't allow the devil to shut your mouth. Open your mouth. Cry loud. And spare not. Tell people about what Jesus Christ has done for you. If Andrew would have never told Peter, who knows how the story would have went. If the woman at the will would have just sat there and said, well, you know what? I don't need to share this with anyone. Who knows what would have happened? And if Lazarus would have taken his miracle and went off into the desert somewhere so no one else could see his handy, God's handiwork in his life, what would have happened? This morning, I want every single one of us to consider Am I, am I, am I bold to share what God has done for me? Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who live.
1: A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing.